1: Welcome back everyone to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I am super excited today. We are doing another episode for Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today we have the privilege of having Michael McDonald on. He's a young guy in the real estate investing space and doing some awesome things. Once he actually moved to Vegas, where he's currently at, life really started getting systemized, right? It's the practice of, Implementing, systemizing, and being able to repeat that process on a regular basis. He's been able to do 30 to 40 flips this year. Huge majority of his lead generation that's coming in, about 60%, he's wholesaling, which is awesome, bringing in some great revenue and helping out other investors, obviously, at the same time. And then he's got 22 units that he's keeping for passive income on a regular basis and obviously just growing that. So Really, it comes down to the lead generation with this guy and systemizing it to be able to cherry pick the good ones, wholesale the rest, and do some fix and flips that are great for making that big chunk of change and keep it moving. So really cool to be able to have this guy on. Also part of the Credit Council Elite family, which is awesome and very exciting. But without further ado, Michael, what is up, my friend? How are you today,
0: brother? Man, I am doing fantastic. Thank you for the amazing introduction, man.
1: (laughs) Of course. So anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, where you're from, what you're up to, do you mind just diving in a little bit deeper about your situation?
0: 100%. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, to give people a good understanding of kind of who I am, I live in Las Vegas, but I grew up in small town USA in Nebraska, Yeah. the town that most people have probably never heard of. And, you know, When I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska to go to school, everyone always said, hey, go to school, get a good job, and you're going to be happy and all that. So I did. I went there. I moved up there with my high school sweetheart, and she supported me with anything that I wanted to do. But what I realized is once we started to get a house and started having bills, and I started looking at the bills coming in versus the income coming in, I just realized that this is the life that I wanted to live. Yeah, We were scraping by paycheck to paycheck. And in fact, fun fact is when I bought my house at the time, just after college, had the student loan debt, had everything else. We had three cents in our checking account. The day that we closed, I think it was like 8,000 bucks on like a first time home buyer loan. We literally had three cents left in our name. We were selling stuff to try to pay for the down payment for the house. And so I just want people to understand that I took the regular path, and and I just wasn't happy. I didn't think that that was the way to do it and to live life. And so I just wanted more for my family. And so really, how I got started into real estate was one of these you know free seminars. They come through town and say, "Hey, you know, learn how to make money in real estate with little to no money down." And so showed up. My friend pulled me to it, and I'm like, "Hey, what do I have to lose? It's free, right?" Yeah. Well, little did I know they had something bigger and better to show me which would change my life forever. And that. what really happened at that seminar is number one, I learned about real estate wholesaling and the possibilities that this business can do for a person. But number two is I put my back against the wall because they sold me on the first three day event. And I think it was 2000 bucks Yeah, and 2000 bucks to me when you're not making any money when you got
1: three cents in the bank, it's it's a tough, yeah. it's a, it's a hard one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, I'm already breaking even, just trying to get ahead. Yeah. And now I put 2000 bucks in my credit card that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And so what that did is really kind of just made me decide at that point in time, I'm it's either all or nothing. I'm going all in on this. And so I showed up to the next three-day event and I'll be damned, man, if they didn't sell me again on their $20,000 package. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I bought into that. And right after I did that, my wife comes to me and she says, hey, before, like after this event, I I have some like crazy news for you. Like you won't believe it. I'm like, what happened? She's like, well, she showed me the pregnancy test. Hey, we're, we're, we're expecting. So yeah. as if I wasn't motivated before, <laughs> now I have a new kid on the way.
1: Yeah, I love um, it.
0: First and one. So that's how I got started into a business man. And there's a whole lot to unpack, obviously, throughout that journey. That was just kind of the backstory.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. And honestly, it's like when your back is against the wall, like you did everything right, right? Like you went to school, you you got prepared, you did what everybody told you to do. And then as you're experiencing that life, you're like, hey, you know, we're still just making a buy. I'm not really as fulfilled as I thought I would be in this career path. You know, like there's got to be something bigger and better out there for me. So that was like first step, right? I wanted to ask why real estate, but before we jump into that, I really love how there's something special. There's something really unique when your back is against the wall and you got nothing. So what is there to lose? Okay. Like debt for the first time. I know it's scary, but it's better than being broke on a regular basis, right? Like going all in to see, hey, you know, what are the chances the opportunity that I can actually make something from this? And you jumped into two programs that basically just compounded on top of each other to really lead to what, I mean, it's changed your life at this point, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's changed my life is really an understatement, man, because yeah. coming from like where I grew up at, like... Oh. The possibilities were so capped. They were so limited and like making $40,000 a year was like acceptable. And like, that's understanding if that's where you, you're at and that's what you're okay with if you're happy. But I just wasn't. So I just knew that there was more and it didn't just stop there though, because I've always since then have worked on my self development, continued to improve. And in fact, after that event, when I got home, they called me up and wanted to do a one on one mentorship. So. I actually invested another 25 grand and and by the way, this was none of my own money. This was all all uh credit actually yeah. that they helped me raise. So I had a fifty thousand dollar balance on seven credit cards and I didn't know how to do deals in real estate yet. The key word is yet. Yeah. And so really, man, you can only imagine how motivated I was because it was really like I either figure this out or the 20%, 22% interest kicks in and bankrupt. Like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to get out of that once that interest kicks in. And so over the next year and a half, man, is when I was doing my full-time job and really my wife one day, she came back home from work. She looked at me and it was like six months in to the mentorship. She's like, Hey, like, is this going to work out? What's going on here? Like you haven't got a deal yet. We're making $800 of minimum credit card payments a month. Yeah. What are we going to do? And at that point in time, I'm like, wow, like I really need to figure this out. And so a month later is when I got my first deal and it happened to just come off of Zillow. And I made $22,000 on that deal. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And and what's crazy is like, I never made that much money at one time and 22,000 bucks now is like, you know, that's just like, it's whatever, right? Like daily
1: process. Yeah. yeah, It's
0: part of the business. Yeah. But at that time it was so life-changing because it was faith to fact and Yeah, man, it's just changed my life forever. So, long answer to a short question.
1: No, I love it. Why real estate for you? Did you have any friends, family, anybody interested in it? Like, why did you go to that weekend event? What changed your life from it?
0: I think it was really, I didn't have any friends or family in real estate whatsoever. It was just, I started to just focus on, you know, self development, getting more in life. And I I realized that a lot of people who were financially free had real estate. Yeah, And that was really the main thing that attracted me. And then also to the guys at the program, they really just sold me on the dream. Yeah. It's like, this is what is possible with real estate and how you can do it without little to any risk at all, actually. Yeah.
1: Thank God for good salesmen, because they were able to literally convince you about the goal, the dream, the promise behind it. And thank God for you to put yourself in a position that your back's against the wall and it's a do or die situation to be able to like unlock that special thing to get to really like soak in the knowledge that they were putting into you. And that's what led to the results. I love it.
0: Yeah. And I was looking for pretty much anything and everything leading up to that. Like I tried, you know, multi-level marketing, Yeah, all of them. I tried them. I do do a little bit in each one and then I get bored and, and shift it. So when I decided real estate, I decided that this is not just like a short-term game. This is a long-term play. And yep. I'm not going to do the jumping around. I'm like, I'm going to commit to this one thing, get really, really good at it. And once I do, then I can open up more doors and opportunities, which is obviously what I've done since. That's so give
1: why. me the breakdown. That first deal, it was about what, seven months into it or so into the yep. coaching? Okay. And what did it look like? It was on Zillow. What were the numbers? Do you recall? Oh, yeah. The first one.
0: Remember, remember like it was yesterday. I still remember picking up that check, but it was a Sunday. And like I said, my 45 hours at the job were filled, filling up majority of the week. So I would call and do stuff on the weekends and the evenings when I could. So, yeah, I was just surfing Zillow and happened to find a fourplex in Lincoln that just so happened to be. I think undervalued a little bit because it was a little bit more of a deferred kind of a tired landlord situation. Yeah. It was probably on Zillow for an hour. I called the guy up and just said, hey, you know, see this property, something I'm really interested in. When can I see it? And didn't even really qualify I just like jumped right to the appointment. Didn't even know really what was going on, except for I saw his price on there. I'm like, that price might work. So set the appointment, went there, did a little negotiation. I think I offered him 5,000 less than the ask price on Zillow which was really cheap. So for those listening who might be in California or other parts of the country, this fourplex, the guy was asking was $185,000 okay. for a four-unit apartment building. It yep. was purpose-built brick, just a beautiful building. In fact, I wish I would have kept it, but I just obviously timing and everything. So what happened was got him under contract for 180000 And I posted it on the Facebook group for the investors and basically blasted it out to everyone, I think I had asked for 211 on it or no, one. sorry, it was 195. I was just trying to make a quick 15 and had offers coming in way higher than that. In fact, I had a realtor bring an investor of hers and I think their offer was 211. And so when it was all said and done, we assigned it for 211. And after fees and splits and everything like that, the the check at closing was $22,000. But I share the the end result. That deal did not go smooth. Whatsoever.
1: Mm. In, well, in what fact, were some of the learning curves on it?
0: Well, the buyer had a line of credit on it, and it was a little bit more restrictive than a cash offer should have been. And so, typically, when we buy a house or a property as is, the seller doesn't think we're having inspections. The seller doesn't think we're having appraisals, anything like that. So, yeah. To my surprise, after I accepted this amazing offer, he comes in with a, you know, an inspection. It's a COC, so the city has to certify it and XYZ has to be repaired before they can even close on it with the bank, even though it's a line of credit. And um, on top of that, there was an appraisal being done. And I'll never forget, man, that appraiser and the seller were standing right next to me. I was there trying to facilitate this. He comes up to the seller and he says, help me understand this. I'm super confused here. Your purchase price is 180000 but it needs to appraise for 211. Can you help me understand that? And I didn't know what I was doing. Like, yeah. you know, I I just like drew a blank. I'm like, holy shit, I got to explain what's going on here. So, like, I literally, hey, let me take you over here. Yeah. And the seller looked at me and he's like, man, I really undersold this thing. And I'm like, I was like, well, you know, I'm bringing in, you know, my partner on it or whatever, and just had to smooth it over. But it was not smooth whatsoever yeah. because I actually got into the weeds of it and I had this go in there and I started. Fixing things like door hinges and all the stuff that the TOC required. So it it was extremely stressful, but I knew I had to get that deal to the finish line because I had $50,000 in credit cards to pay back.
1: Yeah. So how long did it take to actually close that deal from beginning to end? It was about 45
0: days. It wasn't a quick process by any means. I think we gave ourselves about a month and a half.
1: I love it. And then, so were you in communication in the beginning with the seller that, Hey, you know, I might be wholesaling this, or did I, did you say like, Hey, I could be potentially partnering with somebody that I could be making money off of this.
0: Yeah. So I, I didn't really communicate it as clearly as I probably should have. And as much as we do now, just because you have to be transparent in those situations, because what I said is I think we're just bringing partners in on it. Yeah. Well, Partners could mean one person and most people think one person. I think 15 people showed up to see the building. Yeah. It's a lot and of partners, so, <laughs> it is a lot of partners. And I think, you know, the terminology we used at the time is it was my mentor helped me on the deal because yeah. I actually hired on top of the 50000 dollars I hired another person to help kind of guide me the way he was local to my market. Sure. I just we did some deals together and so on and so forth. But yeah, bottom line is, man, didn't set very clear expectations. And I just didn't know what I was doing. It was my yeah. first deal.
1: I love it. But I mean, it was profitable. You pushed through it, even getting in there and getting the little things done, which adds up to a lot at the end of the day. So it, it's very cool that you stayed persistent because you had that that pressure, you know, over your head of like, hey, do or die situation. You got a baby on the way now. Time to really, you know, start moving the needle forward, which is awesome. So what was the next deal after that? What did that
0: look like? Man, couldn't have, been it. As, couldn't have been as exciting as that one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, it's been a lot of deals ago, but I, I would, I want to say it was a single family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we sent them some mail or something. They had called in on it. Yeah. Got the property under contract. And then, you know, I think it made like five or 10,000 on the second deal.
1: And then, like, roughly how long after that first one?
0: Pretty quickly. I started yeah. picking up some momentum pretty quick after that yeah because i actually had a little bit of money to like take a deep breath and put some money into marketing and so i basically have those credit cards maxed out until i got that twenty thousand dollar deal so yeah i think like a month or so after the fact and then
1: what i've noticed is like it typically takes about three deals roughly from students that i helped in the past and even like my first beginning it was like my first three deals and then it just started running you know, it was like, after that, it just all started aligning and like, it made sense. It clicked. So
0: yeah, it wasn't easy though. Cause yeah, that would have came in July. And I think from July to the end of the year, I think I got about six more deals, Okay. which probably one a month ish yeah. to the end of the year. And after that, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I know how to, I know how to make money in real estate now.
1: I love it. So, and what were you doing for the full-time job at the time? Because you're just doing real estate part-time in the very beginning for what, the first year and a half or so?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was for the first year and a half. So during that time as I was working for a, it was like a healthy food company. They served like ready to eat healthy to go meals. Mm -hmm. It's called Eat, Fit, Go. And I was doing business development and some just miscellaneous stuff. It was a new company. So there was a lot of different hats I wore at the time. But that's what I was doing. And yeah, everyone who I worked with knew that, you know, I wasn't going to be there forever. I I was just doing it to get through to my business.
1: I love it. Okay. So lead generation, right? After about a year and a half, you felt the confidence, you boldness, you, you got a bunch of deals under the belt, one every other month at that point, or one per month. What did it look like actually moving forward? Did you start building out a team? Was it all just you? How did you wear so many hats in the real estate space? to be able to build up what you've built today?
0: Yeah, so I was wearing every single hat and it was essentially just, it always investing back into marketing and just understanding what kind of a business we're in. And it truly is a marketing company. If you want to make this a long-term sustainable business, you must put back into marketing because that's what generates the leads and ultimately what makes you money. And so what that really looked like is, Every time I would get a deal, I would pay back some debt, um, and then I would take some money and I would start another campaign. But really, before I had a whole lot of money to contribute, is just hustling, man. My wife remembers when I was out knocking doors on the weekends and yeah, cold calling and just sounded like a fool cold calling people because I just I, you know you didn't know what you didn't know. And then eventually started getting you know some more consistent income. Started uh, running some direct mail campaigns and then um yeah just figuring out what was working and then fine-tuning that and then putting more back into that but for the first two years it was just me it was just me and my my wife would help me every now and then i was uh printing out postcards and handwriting all the addresses that i would drive for dollars and, and fine so i mean i was really just grinding
1: yeah We've done that in the very beginning too. We got pictures of like a whole stack of, of uh, just envelopes and Jennifer and I like going through everything. We got a, a stamper for our address and everything. It was so funny. But Looking
0: cool. back, I wish I would have taken more pictures, man. Yeah. Like I know. Mean, it's
1: cool to see that progress over time to like where you guys are at now. It's very rewarding and super inspiring. But let me ask, when it comes down to your first hire, what did that look like? What position?
0: So the first hire was really just the data management, okay. the virtual assistant, and that person was, you know, in the Philippines, and they were like a four or five dollar an hour yep. position, and they really just kind of helped me with managing all the data, helping me maybe set some campaigns up, run the campaigns, and field calls every now and then. The day that I missed out on probably a fifty to $70,000 deal that in fact, my business partner today bought from another guy. And the other guy made about $70,000 off of it. And it should have been my deal because I was at work and I missed that call. Mm. I'll just never forget that day, man. I was like, ah, oh, like just disgusted because I'm like, that should have been my deal. You know, after that, I found an answering service who pick up calls for me during the day because my whole goal was to just get the phone to ring. Yeah. So I wasn't on offense. I mean, I'm always going to be on offense to some extent. Sure. But the goal with this is I saw this vision and what other people have been able to do is just to build this out like a legitimate business where people just know who we are. Yeah. They they look us up, they call us, we have a way to field all those calls. So the next hire from there was just kind of like a lead manager slash transaction coordinator okay. to start handling the tedious conversations and transactions.
1: Yeah. So you talked about how important it is to really focus on the marketing aspect, because that's really the business that we're in for serving other people. You need the phone to ring. You need people to actually know who you are to reach out to you as the only option, right? So I've noticed that you actually have something pretty special when it comes down to your marketing and lead generation. What do you think it is? Like, How many different platforms are you using for marketing? And how do you get so many leads to truly come in?
0: Yeah. So one thing that was important to me building this up is like realizing again, this is a long term business. So we're not just going to create a fly by night company and go under the radar with everything. We're going to get ourselves on the map Yep. and We want people to know who we are. And so every every time that we would close a deal, we would get a testimonial from people. We would put that online. We would put it on Facebook. We would put it on Google. We would put it on the Better Business Bureau. Everyone's going to know who we are and what we do and and the quality of business that we do. And so what started to happen is, is we just kept getting, closing more deals and getting more and more of those. And so eventually we're on all of these platforms and it just builds brand awareness. Yeah. And people already trust you before they call on to do business. So like, hey, I've already done my homework. Like, let's do business. Yeah. Like perfect.
1: That's so, so good. So how are you getting them to even see who you guys are? Is it direct mail, cold calling? Is it pay-per-click? Like what does that look like?
0: So it's obviously morphed a little bit over the you know years, but in the beginning it was cold calling and indirect mail. We still do some of that today, but it's more heavy on the online paid advertising. Okay. And so so now what our marketing looks like is we're on TV. So I have commercials all over the state. We are on Google. So we do Google ads. We have Facebook ads and direct mail,
1: cold yes. calling.
0: Basically anything that generates is we we've done billboards before. Okay. And Yeah. I mean,
1: what was the ROI on the billboards? I'm curious about that. Cause I've heard certain people just like, there's one guy that I know, I think I had him on the podcast a long time ago, but he only does that. And that's like his bread and butter.
0: I'm glad you asked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like slim to none, right? It's really, (laughs) It, it depends. It was quite the experience. So yeah. Crazy story, man. We had billboards up for, I think it was It was either six months or a year.
1: Yeah. It's like three days and you're like, take them down.
0: (laughs) Billboards were just slow turtle speed going and weren't getting a whole lot of results. And then on the very last day of our campaign, I'll be damned if somebody didn't call who was super motivated. And in fact, we just closed that deal on the sales side. And that was the only deal we got from billboards. Yeah. Okay. What did it
1: bring in? If you don't mind me asking roughly.
0: Um, About 40,000.
1: 40000 And then if you don't mind, how much did it cost to keep it up that marketing?
0: 25000
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the best, but at the end of the day, I mean, the brand awareness, it did make a profit at the end of the day. Thank God on the very last day, you know, but it could have been something that, I mean, you did make an ROI on it. If you would go for another year, just having that expansion from it, who knows, maybe it could have spiraled. And a couple of weeks later, you get another one because even direct mail marketing, it can take a year to two years down the road sometimes of the continuous follow-up and they just pile up this huge pile of all your letters. And then when they're ready, they might call everybody that they've piled up, you know?
0: I think that's, what's important to understand is just the brand awareness. And we were okay with it. Like when that last day or week was coming around, I'm like, uh like no return on investment on this one we just accepted it and just realized this is just the cost of doing business. And, you know, people don't know about us unless we market. And so I think that's where a lot of people might have fear and, and kind of not quite make it far enough in the long term of this is just because of they give up just too soon, just right before that deal comes in or right before that campaign hits, they just
1: three feet from gold type of situation, you know, it's like that close and then you give up and man, and we're so we're so trained nowadays, like millennials especially. It, it's the only thing that I'm really frustrated about us the most. That the yeah. simple fact that like we want everything now. You know, it's like we want the fast track to everything, and and uh, and it's not so instant. Sometimes it does take six months to a year to two years in some cases. And it's like, and that's okay when you're talking about the big picture of your full life being changed and the impact that you're making on all these families as well, which is huge. How many deals have you guys done? Uh, roughly two thousand twenty-one last year.
0: Yeah, we, we we finished out the year with uh, eighty-five.
1: Eighty-five. I love it, man. So I mean, you've been in the game now like for full time about two and a half years, and eighty-five deals well under your belt just in the last year alone, which is huge, and it's only constantly growing. So the TV channel as well for lead generation. I'm very curious about that. That's a unique one. What does that look like? Is that you with like a cup of coffee, like looking good on, on TV and be like, Hey, call us. Or what does that look like?
0: Yeah, well, it's a little bit fancier than me yeah. just holding a cup of coffee. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But Yeah, I had somebody come to my house and with the green screen, the professional photography and everything, and they recorded it. And yeah, we air on a few different networks. And, you know, it's been interesting. It's been one of those channels where there's a lot of leads coming in, but it seems like there's more tire kickers. It's like, you know, your grandma's on just hanging out, watching TV. And all of a sudden she's just bored and she wants to call and talk to Michael. Yeah. And thank God I'm not answering the phone. Like I, I my mom has, she she works in an environment, like a senior center where the people are, oh, I see your son on TV all the time. And I'm going to call him up. And she's like, no, don't call him. Like, don't, you're not going to talk to Money you. or his time. time, please. Yeah. Yes. And so, it's just been interesting in that, you know, we've done, we've definitely done some deals from it. ROI, probably not as good as I expected, but overall, once again, we're not losing money. So in my mind, it still makes sense. Yeah,
1: that's cool. And then how much is that roughly to get on TV?
0: (sighs) Do you really want to know?
1: I do. Is it heartbreaking or what?
0: No, it's, I mean, it's 12,000 bucks a month.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you're making an ROI, then it is what it is. A lot of people don't realize this too. And that's why credit is so crucial. And it's important because you can really take, if you're broke right now and you need money to get yourself out there, it's the personal brand, right? And personal brand is not going to happen overnight. So in that case, you're going to have to pay for marketing to get yourself in front of everybody. And then it's that no like, and trust factor. They got to know you first. So you got to get in front of them. And you usually have to pay for that. Over the long term, you can build out the personal brand so strong that you don't necessarily need to pay, but you paid within time. Because time you're never going to get back. It's the most valuable thing. So at the end of the day, that, that's like something you really do need to consider. But I mean, there's so many ways that if you use the credit when you're broke to be able to pay for the marketing out here in San Diego. I mean the prices aren't cheap. It it's it costs roughly about ten thousand dollars just on the marketing piece to actually get your first deal. In other markets, it may be closer to two, three, four thousand, right? But the price margins can be different too. So it's important to have the credit, have the money or resources to be able to pay for the marketing, to get the lead generation coming in. And I love how you Dip your feet in all these different platforms, like stuff, creative stuff that other people might not be trying, and it's paying off at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's been really crazy learning experience. Like just trying all of them. Like at first, I actually didn't mention this, but I I was the bandit sign guy. Like I had Michael buys houses all over town, yeah. and people started recognizing, like, who the heck is this Michael guy? He's got signs everywhere. And so like the city started calling me and all that, but. At the end of the day, what I think is really important takeaway for anyone listening whos who's like, "Okay, I, I don't have twelve thousand dollars a month. I don't have to spend on marketing is like, just start with one, yeah, and just get really, really, really good at it, and track your numbers, know exactly how much you spend on the marketing That way, when you get a deal, you can be like, "Oh, okay, well, this deal cost me four thousand dollars, and I spent you know, this is how much I spent to get this deal, but the deal may be twenty yes." Yep. And if you could do a 4X return on every single thing you do, would you keep doing it?
1: Yeah, is over it worth over? It? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's yeah. important, like you said, to know your KPIs and don't give up three feet from gold. And I, I made, me personally, I made both of those mistakes originally. You know, I got too impatient on the direct mail marketing and I wasn't keeping track of the ROI on it. I didn't know necessarily how much I was paying each month for the direct mail marketing. I just knew the time and energy it took for me. And I was getting tired from it. I was getting worn down, but realistically I put in maybe six to seven months, you know, and it's like, it's that it can take a year. It can take longer than that, but it took you seven months, right? I could have been one deal away from making a hundred thousand or so. And that's the thing you don't want to give up, but also track your KPIs until you get that first deal to actually see, Hey, is this worth it to keep going down this route or should we switch it up? But I do love that. What kind of learning curves have you experienced that you wish you would have known when you first started out as a, basically a marketer, you know, to be able to bring in the, these leads, is there anything that you could give the audience as like, Hey, man, this is what I learned. And this is what I will never do again, you know, do these things and it will help you out so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think number one is to, like I said before, is just don't get too much of a shiny object syndrome. Yeah, and and just pick one channel and and go all in with it. But also, don't feel like you have to do everything yourself. Look for partnerships. Look for people that you can add value to to help. Yeah, in return, could bring you back some you know experience or money by just adding that value. And so, I had you know had a company who is very established in the area who basically offered me a job to work for them. And I turned it down because I had another guy who was wanting to partner with me. And so if you can find somebody who you can add value to and you can join forces together, you're going to go a lot further faster. So and good. that's really what attributes to, a lot, I think, a lot of my successes. It's funny, my business partner was just giving me crap about this. He's like, hey, that phone call that you made when you called me that one day off that for rent sign is the best phone call you ever made. And I'm like, dude... You're full of it. You're funny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, long story short, I met my business partner by calling a cold up uh, for rent sign, mm. seeing if he wanted to sell his property. And yeah. at that time is he's like, okay, you, this guy's on to something. Hey, we had lunch and, and we yeah. became business partners, but yeah, t- t- I guess those are the few things that I would say that um, you, you would want to do to save yourself maybe a headache or uh, a lot of time and energy. Yeah. don't feel like you have to do everything. So All the data work is brutal find a va paying four bucks an hour to do it yep Um, if you don't like cold calling find somebody to pay to to do cold calling
1: yeah you just mentioned two things that are so crucial when it comes down to you you saw a for rent sign that's not a for sale sign guys but that's a for rent sign and you're still calling you're still taking the time because what does it take it takes 30 seconds to dial the number and see like hey are you the owner cool You know, I'm not interested in renting, but I am an investor. I'm looking to purchase. You know, are you interested in selling? Are you tired of your last tenants that you just had? You know, and you never know. And that's just the that's the persistence, the the willingness to go above and beyond, and a do or die situation when your back's against the wall. It's like I'm going to do anything and everything that it takes to be able to get any type of deal. I'm, I'm. Looking around at all these houses as I'm driving around or I'm walking down the street, it's like there's houses everywhere. Somebody's got to want to sell. I just need to talk to everybody. So that's like that shows your character right there. And that's what it's going to take if you're brand new as a real estate investor trying to get started and might be broke and have three cents in your pocket. You know, it's like that's the type of work ethic that needs to take place to be able to get those results. But then also, you don't need to do it by yourself. You met an actual business partner from that phone call, which is a huge blessing. And it will, you know, that's what happens. I've done it the same thing as well. I've met many good relationships, good investors that I've networked with, helped out in certain ways on both sides and 50% of a deal or whatever type of percentage is better than zero. Right? So it's like, if you can learn from their learning curves that they've already experienced and save you time save you money and get something out of it then man it can help out in so so many ways so kudos to you for not being like macho man like i'm gonna do this by myself and you know be prideful of it because you can do that in the future when you're a rock star at it but for now you can go so much further with partnering up with an amazing you know partnership to to make that happen i love it
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. And you know, one thing to add to that is with partnering with people is realize that there's more than enough to go around for everyone. Yes. And put yourself in a room where people are doing deals. And the best thing that ever happened to me is when I went to that real estate meetup, I was so uncomfortable to go around all these intimidating investors, right? But what I found is everyone's like, the most successful people are the most willing to help and give back. Yeah. which is why I'm so passionate about doing the same. But when I put myself in a room with people doing deals and talking about deals, all of a sudden yep. I started doing deals. Yeah, It's just like, wow. Yeah.
1: No, so it's simple. powerful. It's- Putting yourself in that circle, right? Like getting yourself in the room is, is the next level as well. And that's, you know, that's what it takes sometimes to invest in yourself to get yourself around that proximity. Even just going to a RIA group, it's like, it, they're not free for a reason. You know, it's like, and some, some can be, but it's like meetups, you know? So it's like, there's value at these groups and just getting yourself in the room, networking with them can really be that life-changing experience. Well, you mentioned something, you know, you got the heart to serve, just like some of the most successful people that you've learned from over the years to get your success. Uh, You got some things coming up right now, right? Like you got a, a course on the way to be able to help out more people, it's not like a trillion dollars. There's actually like a retarded amount of knowledge and resources people can take advantage of to be able, like, stuff that you implement on a daily basis to be able to get the same results that they can learn from. Do you mind just diving in a little bit about it? How they can get more
0: info as well? Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So, really, you know, like like you said, is I, I've done a school far enough. So I've I've went through all the mistakes, and so what I really wanted to create is like just the the step A to Z on how to find these deals in in a competitive market. Because I mean, let's be honest, like inventory is at a a low right now and and we're still finding 85 deals this year. And so really is like put all that into a package and A to Z on how to wholesale, how to find the deals. And yeah, I'm just passionate about helping and and giving back to others because I don't want to see somebody spend the $50,000 on a dinosaur old school course, Um, not to say that I wasn't motivated, but it just wasn't keeping up with the times. Some of those strategies had I continued to do them, which was one of those was making offers on the MLS. I I wouldn't be in business because there's just not enough of a pipeline to do that. From my experience, I know people who teach on it and do well, but long story short, yes, I, I have a course and it's called the virtual millionaire. And essentially you can send me a DM to, to learn more about, I can send you the link to that. But yeah, Michael buys houses on Instagram and you can definitely check me out there and, and, um, shoot me, shoot me a DM with invest and I'll, I'll send you the information for that.
1: I love it. So, um, so what, what is the Instagram and then do you have Facebook or email? What, whatever ways that you want to kind of plug out there?
0: Sure. Sure. So Instagram is Michael buys houses, buys houses. Cool. Michael's yeah, you can follow my journey there. I'm doing a better job of just sharing what I have going on and and more about the actual journey. And then on Facebook, it's the Michael McDonald and at the Virtual Millionaire. And then on YouTube, it's the Michael McDonald as well. Cool. And I do do interviews and a podcast on there as well.
1: Love it, cool. Well, guys, you definitely want to take advantage of this. Like he was saying, it's like it's it's not the old outdated stuff that isn't necessarily working. This stuff works. He's implementing it. He's doing it. It's modern. It's up to point. He got eighty five deals last year. He's making money from it, right? To say the very least, and his heart's in the right place. That he's already making money in real estate. He doesn't need to teach it. But what I can personally um, testify behind, and I know his heart is exactly the same, is that the fulfillment of truly serving more people because he acknowledges the pain of the 3 cents in the bank account. He knows what it's like when he's in 50 grand worth of debt and his wife comes up to him 6 months down the road of implementing all this stuff that they're teaching him and not getting the results yet and his wife is like, "Hey, we got one on the way. We got a baby on the way." You know, the the pressure just soaking all that in. It's like, dude, this is a do or die situation. He was very successful at it at this point, but there's so much more that you guys can learn from Michael. So I do encourage you guys to check out everything that he's got going on. He's an open book as well. Great individual to connect with. So any missing pieces that you're having right now, he'll be able to put it together. So with all that being said, reach out to him. Don't waste his time. Don't waste your own time time is so limited. It's our biggest asset. It's our biggest value. So make the commitment by simply jumping on a phone call with him or DM him on any of the social media that he's reached out. We'll put it in the show notes as well. So be sure to take a look at that for convenience purposes. But with that being said, any final thoughts that you want to give to the listeners for today?
0: Yeah, you have one life. So go and live it. I think too many people just you know think that Life is never ending. And honestly, like sometimes it just takes like an I don't know, I never had this, but like just a near death experience or like going to a funeral or seeing a family member die from COVID or whatever the case may be to realize that you don't want to wake up when you're on your deathbed and and, and wish you would have. Yeah. So do it, get uncomfortable, take action now and you'll be happy you did.
1: Yeah. I love that. That is so good. It's so important to realize like we all on a huge majority really live as if like we got infinite amount of years or we got time, we got all this, you know, when we're not even guaranteed, you know, this afternoon, let alone tomorrow. So it's like, um, there's so much to be done. There's such an impact that needs to be made. And we got our families that we care about and we want to be able to bless and leave a legacy. So it's up to you, you know, it's like up to each and every individual person listening to this to take action and how bad do you want it right like what is it going to take to actually move that needle forward so michael bro i appreciate you so so much i got nothing but respect and love for you bro really excited for what you've accomplished thus far and really just super excited to see what you do with it in the future like where you truly take your business i know you did 85 deals last year uh you know really I can't wait to have you on at the end of this year to see like where what you did with 2022. It's going to be a big year for you, brother. So I appreciate you so much. For all the listeners out there, if you guys want to reach out to me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you're looking for any credit repair done for you services, you can always reach out at creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to get educated on credit, really understand how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to fix credit, talking very quickly uh, within hours to 10 business days, or even afterwards, like building up massive amounts of credit, several six figures, even seven figures on the business side, and then leveraging it, putting it to work, purchasing properties with credit cards, putting it in marketing, right? To get a a strong ROI, e-commerce, you name it then you might wanna check out creditcounselelite.com. You can check out our latest webinar. We got one coming up next week as well. So yeah, it would be a blessed fit for you if it makes sense. So make sure to just check out creditcounselelite.com and you can check out the webinar right there. But with that being said, guys, if you haven't already subscribed to Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast, what are you waiting for? I promise it will change your life just like this video right here in this episode. Nothing but amazing content. Over 200 episodes with amazing, I think we got like six, 700, five-star reviews. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. You get the newest notification every single Monday. Leave a five-star review as well. Let us know how you guys feel about it. Greatly appreciate all your support and love. As always, we will see you on the next episode next Monday. Till next time, guys, stay blessed. Michael, appreciate you, bro. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. God
0: bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.